President Biden goes fully radical by declaring half the country akin to Jim Crow racists. Texas Democrats fly private and live in D.C. style while declaring they're fighting for the people. And the Biden State Department says we must answer for our racism to the United Nations. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. protected at expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, here is your reminder that on July 4th, we declared our independence from taxation from a government an ocean away. Today, our government is the government that is imposing heavy-handed and oppressive taxes while at the same time sending our wealth overseas, driving the value of the dollar into the ground through reckless spending. Now would be an excellent time to protect your savings and declare your financial independence for your savings. Cut your ties to the U.S. dollar. Invest in gold and silver with the Birch Gold Group. If you haven't reached out to Birch Gold to diversify part of your IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA, go ahead and do it today. Text Ben to 474747. Get a free information kit on protecting your savings with gold. I buy my gold from Birch Gold. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Countless five-star reviews. Over 10,000 happy customers. Talk to them. Have them help you safeguard your investments. Text Ben to 474747. Claim your free information kit. Speak with a precious metals expert on holding gold and silver in a tax-sheltered account. Again, text Ben to 474747 and protect your savings today. Get started with my friends over at Birch Gold. You should take at least a little bit of your savings and diversify against the possibility of massive inflation, which we are already seeing, or the possibility of massive deflation, too. I mean, Gold is a hedge against all forms of economic volatility. Go check them out right now over Birch Gold. Text Ben to 474747 right now. Protect your savings today. Alrighty, so the Democrats are beginning to get desperate. And the reason they're getting desperate is because it looks more and more like 2022 is going to be a wave election for the Republicans, which always seems to come as a shock to Democrats and members of the media who since 2012 have declared to themselves that the political argument in the United States is essentially over. In 2012, after Barack Obama won, despite winning fewer votes in 2012 than he did in 2008, and despite his rather large-scale unpopularity, the unpopularity of Obamacare, the, the lack of success of his financial aid programs, and the slow economic growth, he won re-election, and he did so on the basis of polarizing the American population and then appealing to members of the American population by racial and sexual orientation subset. And the Democrats thought, we have now created a coalition for the future that we'll never lose again. And so in 2016, when Donald Trump won, it rocked their world. This simply could not be true. It had to be some sort of extraneous force that couldn't have been predicted that undermined their inevitable victory. And so they blamed Facebook, and they blamed the Ruskies, and they blamed all sorts of other extraneous factors. They couldn't look harder at their own politics and realize that they had caused all of this. Well, after Joe Biden won in 2020, the Democrats have done the same thing. They believe that they now have a durable coalition that is never going to lose again. And so when they look at the polls and they realize that Americans don't much like their agenda, that basically Joe Biden's victory hinged on him being an inanimate object who wasn't going to do much. And now that Joe Biden has been pushing this world-beating, large-scale progressive program, most Americans are not into it, that the wokeness from which Joe Biden has imbibed is actually poisoning the party, the, the Democrats have no good answer to this. And so they are beginning to panic. And so yesterday, for example, you saw Stephanie Rule from MSNBC raising the question about a potential red wave in 2022. She spoke with a political scientist named Rachel Beitkofer about her correctly predicting Democratic gains in 2022 and her concerns about Republican gains in, 20, in 2018, rather, and her concerns about Republican gains in 2022. And here is what Beitkofer said. Cities across the country are grappling with a serious surge in violent crime. Now, Republicans like former President Trump are seizing on that to, and seizing on that and trying to tie Democrats and their defund the police messaging to heading into next year, claiming that messaging 
is the reason for this spike in crime. It's very bad news for Democrats with a razor-thin House majority and a tie in the Senate. If Democrats do not fight back, what are the odds of a red wave? They're excellent. Okay, so the odds of a red wave are excellent. Democrats know this. Joe Biden knows this. And he knows that basically after 22, his presidency is over. Because if the Republicans win back the House in 2022, he no longer has any ability to pass any of this giant legislation he wishes to push. He understands that he is probably a one-term president because he is fading and fading quickly. His daily battles with the teleprompter are simply taking it out of the old man. And this is a problem for the Democrats because waiting in the wings is the least charming politician in modern America, Kamala Harris, who makes Hillary Clinton look like Cary Grant in terms of charm. And so the, the, the fact that that you've got a party that is sort of on the ropes, but in control of all of the major levers of the government leads the Democrats to some pretty outrageous maligning of their political opposition. They can't simply push forward their own agenda because their own agenda is not particularly popular. Instead, they have to claim that everybody on the right is a racist, a sexist, a bigot, a homophobe. They've been doing this for years, but now they've ratcheted into high gear. Joe Biden, a man who was elected, as he said in his inaugural address, to unite America. He was a president for all Americans, the ones who voted for him and the ones who didn't vote for him. He was a president for everyone. He was going to bring the country together around shared values. Well, now Joe Biden has declared that if you are for voter ID or if you don't like universal mail-in voting or if you don't think that the state government should send people absentee ballots without them actually having to apply for an absentee ballot, well, this means that you're basically akin to a Jim Crow racist. And not just that, anyone who promotes these policies is inherently tied to the drugs and idiots who decided to storm the Capitol building on January 6th. And so the rallying cry for the Democrats has been January 6th. Now, you may notice that January 6th, which was, again, a bunch of idiots taking President Trump's words and then using them as batons to wield against actual police officers, literal batons to wield against actual actual police officers invading the Capitol building. You may notice that the 100 million Americans, 150 million Americans who agree generally with conservative policies were not involved in that. You might have noticed that. But for Democrats, you have to link the outrageous to the fully sane because that way you can treat the fully sane as outrageous. And so this is what Joe Biden busily did yesterday. Joe Biden gave a speech yesterday that was the most polarizing of his presidency thus far, which is saying quite a lot because he has already declared that if you want to pass voter ID, this means that you are a Jim Crow racist. You remember, he said this over and over and over with regard to this Georgia voter law, which was actually more permissive with regard to voting than Joe Biden's home state of Delaware. Well, Joe Biden did another speech yesterday in which he suggested once again, that you need to vote Democrat not because they are going to propose good policies, not because they're going to fix any of your problems. You need to vote Democrat because the other guys are Jim Crow racists who want to bring us back to the Civil War. Now, if you believe this, I have to say you're an idiot. If you truly believe that Republicans in places like Arizona and Georgia and Texas are trying to disenfranchise black people, I would love to see a shred of evidence, like any shred of evidence, that this is the intent or 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 the real impact. Because the fact is, the black population in the United States has been voting in very large numbers. The reason that Raphael Warnock is in the Senate in Georgia is because black Americans voted in large numbers. The reason that Barack Obama was elected not once but twice is because of heavy black turnout. So the, the, the notion that black people are having their votes suppressed by the evil Republican Party is just un, it's unmoored from reality. The same people who claim that it's utterly insane for Republicans to be doing vote audits with regards to the 2020 election, promote their own form of conspiracism when they suggest that Republican voter ID laws are going to disenfranchise black people by the hundreds of thousands or millions. But that's exactly what the president of the United States is claiming. And he is linking that to the people who decided it would be a great idea to storm the Capitol building and threaten legislators. Again, without evidence. So here is Joe Biden labeling half the country the enemy, essentially. There's an unfolding assault taking place in America today 
an attempt to suppress and subvert the right to vote and fair and free elections. An assault on democracy, an assault on liberty, an assault on who we are, who we are as Americans. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Uh, he is using that's not hyperbole the way that most other people who are idiots use the word literally. Right? Usually when your friend says literally, they mean not literally. When Joe Biden says this is not hyperbole, and then he and then he proceeds to explain that voter ID laws in states like Texas, Arizona, Florida, and Georgia, that these are the worst threat to democracy since the Civil War. That is the dumbest thing I have heard, at least for the last seven minutes, from Joe Biden. It, it is impressively stupid. No need to go through the, you know, century-long history of Jim Crow where black people were actively disenfranchised in states across the country, where black people were told that they had to pass literacy tests in order to vote, that they had to be poll taxed in order to vote. When black people were actively pushed out of voting booths, when they, their families were threatened if they voted. No, th this is just like that, according to Joe Biden. It's the worst threat since the Civil War. That's nuts. It's crazy. And it's not just that that's crazy. It's vicious because he is labeling half the country who simply want to see voter procedures shored up and who have serious questions about the conduct in the last election. By the way, I don't think you have to think the last election was stolen to have serious questions about why it was, for example, that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decided to simply overrule the Pennsylvania state constitution and rewrite voter law in Pennsylvania. I don't think you have to think that the last election was stolen or that Donald Trump was the actual winner in order to wonder about the veracity of large-scale mail-in balloting as a, as a trustable form of voting, generally speaking. You can mitigate risks without having to say that the last election was stolen. But Joe Biden wants to tie all this stuff together and wrap a bow on it and then say that his political opponents are exactly the same kinds of people who are rushing the Capitol building. So here is Joe Biden continuing along this path again. He's lumping together everybody who agrees with voter ID, which, by the way, is more than half the country. If you take polls, more than half of black Americans agree with voter ID. He's lumping together all these people with people who stormed the Capitol building and then also with Confederates, apparently. Here is Joe Biden labeling more than half the country again, the enemy. In America, if you lose, you accept the results. You follow the Constitution. You try again. You don't call facts fake and then try to bring down the American experiment just because you're unhappy. That's not statesmanship. That's selfishness. That's not democracy. It's a denial of the right to vote. Okay, it, I have to say that there, there is something truly maddening about the fact that Joe Biden goes out there and gaslights like this. Okay, he says things like, if you lose an election, you just accept that you lost the election. Weird, because for four years we heard from Democrats, including people like Joe Biden, that Russian collusion had decided the election. We had Adam Schiff out there every day on national television, on CNN, Wolf Blitzer, breaking news, that there was going to be some sort of fact that emerged showing that the Russians had subverted the 2016 election and that the actual president of the United States should have been Hillary Clinton. We saw this for four years. We saw the intelligence apparatus of the United States under Barack Obama militarized against Michael Flynn, for example. We saw the intelligence apparatus target Carter Page with a bad FISA warrant based on the Steele dossier, which turned out to be a gussied up piece of a DNC operative junk. And then he has the temerity to talk about accepting election results. According to Democrats, there hasn't been a legitimate Republican president elected in this country since 1988. Hey, 2000 was a stolen election, according to Democrats. 2004 was only a result of 2000. 2016 was a stolen election, according to Democrats. So I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing... Stacey Abrams is the legit governor of Georgia, according to the Democratic Party. So I, I'm just wondering who exactly on the left 
has been in the habit of accepting election results when they go the wrong way. I, I'm, I'm missing it. It seems like this is a problem that seems to be spanning all parties because respect for American institutions has hit the toilet in the last decade, particularly. Yeah, but he didn't stop there. Joe Biden then suggested that Republicans today are pushing 21st century Jim Crow. This is so insulting to people who actually lived during Jim Crow. It's so unbelievably insulting. If you believe that your attempts to vote in 2021 are akin to your grandfather's attempts to vote in 1952 Alabama, you need to have your head examined or you're dropped as a baby or both. Here is Joe Biden saying a morally egregious thing. And, and the media is just going along with this. I'm noticing that there are not any sort of chirons from CNN about how this isn't true, even though it is quite clearly not true. Here is Joe Biden saying a quite clearly untrue and morally benighted thing. This year alone, 17 states have enacted, not just proposed, but enacted 28 new laws to make it harder for Americans to vote. Not to mention, and catch this, nearly 400 additional bills Republican members of the state legislatures are trying to pass. The 21st century Jim Crow assault is real. It's unrelenting. It is not a Jim Crow. Like, he lived through Jim Crow. Hell, he was friends with half the Jim Crow senators. So um, Joe Biden doesn't, according to Kamala Harris, who's people like Joe Biden who tried to stop little girls from her, like going to from going to desegregated public schools. And this tool bag is out there saying that we're experiencing a new 21st century Jim Crow. In what magical world are we experiencing a 21st century Jim Crow right now? The most celebrated figures in America today are black intellectuals or pseudo intellectuals like Nicole Hannah-Jones and ta Coates. We had a black president twice. Joe Biden is only a household name because he served as vice president under that black president. Black voters outrepresent outstrip their percentage of the population in national elections these days. In what way is this anything remotely like Jim Crow? But again, they need the specter of Jim Crow in order to turn off your brain. Right? If you just listen to Joe Biden, you can't even consider voting for a Republican because after all, these people are all basically Bull Connor. These people all just want to stop black people from voting. It's a lie. It's an overt, absolute lie. And the media go along with it, of course, because they're not just going along with it. They're propaganda outfits. Now, this is the thing that is truly undermined our, uh, our faith in our institutions. It used to be that if you didn't have faith in American institutions, at least you had some faith the media was going to hold those institutions accountable. When the media decide that they are just the propaganda outlet for the institutions, so long as the institutions are run by Democrats, that's when Republicans start to feel like all of the odds are stacked against them to the point where they can no longer have their voices heard through any process. We'll get to more of this in just one second, because truly the, the, the so supposed calm, unifying president of the United States is actually just a, a senility-ridden radical. And it's, it's an ugly prospect for the country. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about your investment strategy. Wall Street has been fibbing for years, saying that a measly few percent is a good return on your stocks. Well, it doesn't have to be. Trading is so complex, you need a financial advisor, they say. Well, maybe you don't. All you need is carnivore trading, where they are crushing it, even when the market is tough. Carnivore trading is an anonymous team of elite strategists. They're legends among Wall Street heavy hitters. They've gone a bit rogue because for the first time, they're inviting everyday folks like you, like me, to see and mirror their explosive trading strategy. If it sounds too good to be true, Carnival will let you see the trades they are making right now for two weeks for free. Go to getourtrades.com, use promo code BEN for two free weeks. If you join, you'll get Carnivore's industry-leading promise that you'll generate three times your fees after your annual paid subscription, or you will get a 100% refund, which is a pretty good deal. Go to getourtrades.com, promo code BEN. That's getourtrades.com, promo code BEN. See website for guarantee terms and conditions. Past performance not a guarantee of future earnings. Go check them out right now. Get our trades. Dot com 
promo code Ben. Carnivore is attempting to open up trading to people who may not be fluent in it. Go check them out right now. Getourtrades.com. Use promo code Ben. All righty. So, and this is the Democratic line. And now, in order to fight the supposed Republican Jim Crow assault, this means that Democrats have every ability to undermine the actual functioning workings of democracy. It's, it's really impressive. Do you see the, the unbelievable gaslighting and flip here? So the idea here is that Republicans are subverting elections by saying that voters should have verifiable means of voting. That is subverting elections. That is the new Jim Crow. Meanwhile, Texas, Texas Democrats, in order to stymie Republicans from pursuing this new Jim Crow, get to simply abscond from the state of Texas, violate the law, and shut down basic majoritarian democracy in Texas. Okay, unlike on the national level, where we have a 50-50 split in the Senate, there is no 50-50 split in Texas. Republicans have an overwhelming majority in the state assembly in Texas. And so Democrats came up with a strategy. They didn't want to pass this voter ID law. They didn't want to pass a couple of bills that suggested that boys should play with boys and girls with girls in sports. And so they got on a plane and they flew to Washington, D.C. in order to deny Republicans a quorum. And these are the heroes of the day, according to the media. If you undermine democracy by simply walking out of the chamber and leaving the state so that you can't be brought back to the chamber to vote in majoritarian fashion, now you're a hero. You see, the filibuster is bad. A long-held standard in the United States Senate that's supposed to promote debate and, and conciliation, that's really bad and anti-democratic. But if an entire political party in Texas picks up, gets on a private jet, and flies to Washington, D.C. while patting themselves on the back in order to deny the workings of democracy, that's not only not anti-democratic, it is pro-democratic, you see. Now, you may be saying to yourself, I, I don't see a consistent standard here. Correct, you don't. There is none. There is no consistent standard. When it comes to the Democratic Party and the media, the answer is whatever forwards the agenda is good and whatever does not forward the agenda is Jim Crow. And Joe Biden is fully on board with this because the way you hold political power, according to Joe Biden, is you gin up an enormous amount of faux outrage. And then you claim that your political opponents are the equivalent of George Wallace standing in a schoolhouse door. Okay, so Texas Democrats absconded over the course of the last couple of days. They just picked up and they got in a private jet and they left. And they partied it up. In fact, uh, they were they were bragging about what a wonderful time they were having in Washington, D.C. These are true emissaries of the people, by the way. They got in a private jet and they brought along a case of Miller Lite just in case any of them decided that uh, their drinking habit couldn't last for the four-hour flight from Texas, from Austin to, to Washington, D.C. Gene Wu, a Texas legislator, tweeted out a, a picture of what appears to be a Caesar salad with croutons. He said, my fist meal as a fugitive. I assume he meant a first meal. I don't want to know what he does in, in the privacy of his own home. He says, my fist meal as a fugitive. Delicious. Well, what, what a hero. And then he tweeted out again, landed safely in D.C., officially out of arrest jurisdiction of Governor Abbott. It was, wonderfully to random, it was wonderfully to randomly run into people who recognized me and applauded what we are doing. Yes, I'm sure that that was happening a lot. I'm sure that people were just randomly running into this anonymous state legislator, and they were like, that guy's a hero. And then we have a hero shot. A bunch of Texas state legislators are standing very solemnly, but happily in front of the United States Capitol because nothing says appealing to Texas voters quite like absconding to Washington, D.C. And, and asking the federal government to step in and quash the workings of the Texas state legislature. Really, really solid Texas legislative stuff. One of the Congress people tweeted out, it takes a village. On the bus from Dulles to D.C. last night doing the Lawrence O'Donnell show. Oh, the heroism. Oh, she was doing the Lawrence O'Donnell show from her cell phone? My God, it's like Normandy. Julie Johnson of Texas held the camera light. See Ordez Perez plugged in my phone to her computer as it was dying. Ramos for Texas found the bus outlet. Hashtag women helping women. Yes, it's just like Malala Yousafzai trying to stump for Afghan women 
not being crammed into basements and, and clubbed and acided in the face for, for the crime of going to school. These, these, that's women helping women. Women helping women is making sure that the camera is steady while you do a hit on Lawrence O'Donnell from your plush chartered bus to Washington, D.C. Oh, the heroism. They're stopping Jim Crow, guys. So much stopping of the Jim Crow. Okay, so some of these Texas Democrats have been asked about their obvious hypocrisy and, and the ridiculousness of, of flying first-class private jets, no masks, to D.C. to appeal for the federal government's help. And uh, one Texas Democrat says, you know, we need to fly private. We're just, it, it's like John Kerry. I, I need to fly private. I can't. I'm important. I can't fly with the peasants. The peasants smell and have chickens. There is a Texas Democrat explaining why they need, they, they must fly private. When you break a quorum, you want to be successful. So I think everybody wants to see, you know, 51, 52, 55 Democrats on the same plane. That's reassuring. Number two, uh, you know, to, to get a, a flight out of town uh, at a time certain with, you know, getting everybody to come in from across the state, you need to fly privately. And as you can see from the picture, we're, we're talking about using the same kind of plane that the public uses every day. This, there's no there's no fancy couches or, or anything like that. This was just a regular plane that moved us from one state to another. Well, you know, they, they needed to because they needed the reassuring picture of all of the Texas Democratic legislators fleeing the state. It, the, the, the sort of self-congratulatory nature of this, that, that's just the beginning. Texas Democrats then in, in one of the most cringeworthy political videos of the last couple of years, they gathered together to sing We Shall Overcome. You know, like the civil rights anthem, We Shall Overcome. Because it turns out that stumping against voter ID and making sure that biological boys can play against girls and then absconding from the state in order to ensure that requires you to sing civil rights marching songs as though you are Martin Luther King in Selma. These people are a joke. We will overcome. We will overcome. We will overcome Deep in our hearts, I do believe we will overcome my kid's talent show right there. That is, that is, not, that is not good stuff. Oof. Number one, somebody. Get, get somebody who can sing. Number two, you know, I'm noticing, usually when people do civil rights marches and they sing things like We Shall Overcome, I'm noticing an awful lot of uh, lack of anyone giving a crap. And see, the difference between Selma and that is, you know, the dogs, the hoses, the armed police. Here, it's just a bunch of Texas Democrats standing there and pat, their arm has stretched three inches from their, from their inability to pat themselves on the back properly without an actual physical arm stretching. Unbelievable stuff. Okay, we'll get to more of this in just one second. Because again, these people are fighting Jim Crow. They're fighting the worst excesses we have seen since the Civil War, said every idiot in the media. First, let us talk about a truly meaningful gift. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you need to try paintyourlife.com. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. You can choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. They've got a user-friendly platform that lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. You can send any picture whether it's yourself, your kids, your family, a special place, cherished pet, or you can also combine photos into one painting, which is really useful if you can't get the entire family together. At paintyourlife.com, there is no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded. I know they're great because we have a giant portrait of me and my wife and two of our three kids. We need to order a new one from paintyourlife.com right now, actually, because we have now a baby squishy and it has added to our family. So that means we need a new portrait. You should get one right now as well. If you don't love that final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. Right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That is correct, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word Ben to 64,000. That is Ben to 64,000. Once again, text Ben to 64,000 today. 
Paint Your Life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Ben to 64,000 today to get started on a fantastic, fantastic gift for your family or for yourself or for somebody you love. Alrighty, so the Texas Democrats, they are just, they're over the moon about their own heroism here. And they're being helped out, of course, by national Democrats. Kamala Harris, uh, she came out and she said, these people, they're, they're such heroes. Oh, the heroism. Oh, the, the, un, oh, the world-breaking heroism. It's like the end of Independence Day when that guy took the biplane up into the belly of that giant alien spaceship and then blew it up. It's just like, that. it's unreal. I mean, just the, such heroism. <laughs> it just makes you want to cry. Here's Kamala Harris. I'm being utterly insincere as a, that this is her only mode, by the way. She's sort of like Ash from Alien. If she starts to look too sincere, she starts to... Anyway, here she goes. I know what you have done comes with great sacrifice, both personal and political. And you are doing this in support and in defense of some of our nation's highest ideals. Reporters ask me, well, you know, what do you think about the issue? I say, look, defending the right of the American people to vote is as American as apple pie. And then she's like on the verge of laughing. You can never tell whether she's on the verge of laughing, which is, it makes things very awkward and weird. Like, what's she going to do? I don't know what's happening here. I do love her, her line there. The, the sacrifice you are undertaking. Oh, the unbelievable sacrifice of being booked on Lawrence O'Donnell and somebody having to plug in your phone so it doesn't run out of battery. The incredible sacrifice of being welcomed by the vice president of the United States and then heaped with praise. It's like Jesus on the cross. It's like the it's like these offerings that were offered in the temple. I mean, it's the, the incredible sacrifice. It, it's like the, the men of World War II storming beaches at Normandy. I've never seen, it, it's like the, the civil rights marchers willingly being beaten in the streets for their beliefs. That's you getting on a private jet, eating a crouton salad, and then sitting with Kamala Harris while she talks about how wonderful you are. The sacrifice. Oh, oh, my, mind shattering. My galaxy brain sacrifice there from these Texas Democrats. So she, she met with them yesterday. Joe Manchin was also expected to meet with the Democratic members of the Texas legislature, although um, a date and time have not been set yet. This all is geared toward pressuring Manchin, really, because really the solution the Democrats are proposing is not what will eventually happen. Texas Democrats go back to their houses and nothing happens and Republicans pass their bill. Instead, what they are attempting to do is leverage Joe Manchin into passing the For the People Act, which is this garbage federalization of all voting policy, including mass ballot harvesting, including outlawing voter ID in the original iteration. What they want is for Joe Manchin to throw out the filibuster. And so they're going to try and pressure him with all of these dumb tactics. And again, this is something the media love to do with Texas. And they, they did this with Wendy Davis a few years back when Wendy Davis was, was yelling about how she, she loved abortion and she was wearing pink shoes and oh, she was, she was such a heroine. And then she ran for governor and just got absolutely swamped by Greg Abbott. It's the same thing with Texas Democrats. Meanwhile, the, uh, the Texas governor says, you know, I can't just arrest you. And right? if you come back here, I can't arrest. And by the way, he does have the legal ability to arrest them. Okay, under, under Texas law, the rule is that you can basically go compel legislators to show up because they understand that this is sort of a problem, that if you're denied quorum, it stops all of the business. According to House rules adopted at the beginning of the regular session, according to the Texas Tribune, two-thirds of the 150-member chamber must be present to conduct business. When the House is in session, legislators can vote to lock chamber doors to prevent colleagues from leaving and can order law enforcement to track down lawmakers who have already fled. If a quorum is not present when the House convenes, any House member can move to make known what's, uh, what's known as a call of the House to, quote, secure and maintain a quorum to consider a certain piece of legislation, resolution, or motion under chamber rules. That motion must be seconded by 15 members and ordered by a majority vote. If that happens, the missing Democrats become legislative fugitives. It's just like, I mean, they're such heroes, like Harrison Ford. 
They're going to throw themselves over a waterfall while Tommy Lee Jones goes, I don't care. The House rules say, all absentees for whom no sufficient excuse is made may, by order of a majority of those present, be sent for and arrested wherever they may be found by the sergeant at arms or an officer appointed by the sergeant at arms for that purpose. Their attendance shall be secured and retained. The House shall determine on what conditions they shall be discharged. Now, it's difficult to compel Democrats to show. The reason they fled the state is because it's difficult to send like the Texas Rangers over to Washington, D.C. to pick up these uh, these ridiculous Texas state legislators. The House voting bill is passed by the committee over the weekend would rein in local voting initiatives like drive through and 24-hour voting. Because as it turns out, 24-hour voting is very difficult to keep tabs on. But further tighten the rules for voting by mail, bolster access for partisan poll watchers, and ban local election officials from proactively sending out applications to request mail-in ballots. Okay, so that is where things currently stand. Meanwhile, the, the Texas, again, the Texas state Democrats are so obnoxious. I mean, just on, on a, an objective level, they are obnoxious. Texas State Representative James Tallarico tweeted out this. He tweeted out, come and take it. He said, here's my response to Governor Abbott saying he's going to arrest us. Come and take it. Oh, come and take it. And what what what, what a hero, James Tallarico. Such, such heroism. Mitch McConnell Riley pointed out, uh, I've noticed that you guys are suddenly very concerned about legislative minority rights. Um, you're the same people who want to wreck the filibuster on the federal level. So that's weird. I've noticed that the, uh, the Democrat minority in the Kentucky, in the, in the Texas legislature, is up here today. And I think it's uh, quite interesting to see the Democratic majority in the Senate concerned about minority rights in the state Senate in Texas. I guess if you live long enough, you'll see almost anything around here. <laughs> True enough. But again, this is all part and parcel of the broader Democratic push, which is going to fail, by the way, because Americans don't believe this. They do not believe that we are on the verge of a new Jim Crow because we aren't. They don't believe that Republicans are attempting to widely suppress the vote because they're not. And there's no evidence of that. And so if this is the best Democrats can do, they're going to get swamped. And the reason they're going to get swamped is because they suck at this. It turns out that standing athwart the government and shouting at Donald Trump is a lot more lucrative politically than actually having to run the country. And Democrats have been focused on blowing out the budget and backing woke movements that are anti-American in orientation. We'll get to that in just one second, because the, the Biden administration foreign policy is really heading down a pretty ugly path right now, like a seriously ugly path right now. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that if you are a responsible human being, you need to make sure that your family has life insurance. If you're walking across the street and you get hit by a tractor trailer, you need to make sure that your family is at least financially okay. And that is why life insurance is necessary. But most people get life insurance through word of mouth. This is a dumb way to get life insurance. You should competitively shop it like you do everything else. You can do that at policygenius.com. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? Well, you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save 1300 bucks or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you not the insurance companies, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius thousands of five-star reviews across Trustpilot and Google. Eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement for a simple phone call. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos, and Bestow. Getting started is simple. First, head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro in minutes. You can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and the scheduling for free. Policy Genius never sells your information to other companies, and they don't add on extra fees. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice and important to get it right. All righty, we'll get to more on this in just one second. First, this week we saw a man dressed as an over-sexualized rainbow monkey employed by a library to teach children to read. Yes, good times. Even worse than this is the normalization of such events 
by the left. It's a symptom of the culture we are living in. And I explain why in my new book, The Authoritarian Moment. In it, I help people understand as much as they can about how we reach this point, how we can all begin to fight back. Here's the thing. If you're a conservative, even a moderate in American society, even if you're a moderate liberal in American society, you feel it. We all feel it. We feel that there is this extraneous, exorbitant pressure from the major institutions of our society to agree. And if you don't celebrate ridiculous things like rainbow monkeys teaching your children, then you will be you'll be destroyed. They will cast you out into the cornfield. There's something wrong with you. The institutions of the United States have been renormalized and weaponized against traditional values. How that happened, that's the subject of my new book, The Authoritarian Moment. And more importantly, the book is about how to fight back against that. It's a really important book. It's now available for pre-order at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or any other major bookseller. So go get your copy right now. Also, if you know Candace Owens, you know she's always got something interesting to say. And if you know her show, you can know pretty much anything can happen. Like last night's interview with UFC fighter Benel Dariush, where they examine his love for America and his stand against the Marxist ideology that affected his family. The episode dropped last night. Be sure to go check it out right now. Watch Candace On Demand right now. If you haven't subscribed yet, they're giving 25% off new memberships with code Candace at dailywire.com slash subscribe. And make sure you grab the audio podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever your platform of choice may be. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Alrighty. So meanwhile, the Biden administration, while declaring that you know, American racism is at an all-time high and that Jim Crow is on the way. While they run the entire government, by the way, they are now pursuing, they're pursuing an anti-American policy. It's an anti-American foreign policy. I don't know how else to describe this tweet from Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Now, I've given Blinken credit in the past for, for example, saying some relatively decent things about the Israel-Gaza conflict, for example. I've given Blinken and, and the foreign policy team some credit for the things that Joe Biden said with regard to Vladimir Putin. But this is truly egregious. And the fact that it's been largely overlooked by the media is insane to me. So he tweeted this out. I completely missed this until one of my producers made me aware of it this morning. It's wild. Secretary of State Blinken tweeted this, quote, responsible nations must not shrink from scrutiny of their human rights record. Rather, they should be transparent with the intent to grow and do better. That is why I'm announcing a formal invitation for the UN special rapporteur on contemporary forms of racism to visit the United States. This is patently mad. I mean, it's crazy. The United Nations is a is the most Eisley of international politics. It is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. The, the, the notion that we should have auditors from Sudan and China and Russia and Malaysia and all of these other countries that can't hold a candle to us in terms of human rights come and audit domestic American racism. It's a political tool by Antony Blinken, which so often foreign policy is to Democrats. And this is why Barack Obama, in his very early days, before he was even president, did a European tour. You, a lot of people in the United States were saying to themselves, why is Barack Obama, a senator in the United States, running for the American presidency, attempting to go abroad and do speeches in like Berlin and Paris? And the answer is because what Democrats really wish to do is suggest that other countries, their opinions ought to matter with regard to domestic American politics. The rest of the world is judging us. It's sort of Greta Thunberg syndrome writ large. They're judging you. They're judging And so... Anthony Blinken literally wants to have members of the UN come and judge American racism. That's pathetic, and it's anti-American. No one has the moral stature to come into the United States, the most racially diverse place on Earth, most racially diverse democracy on planet Earth, and most racially tolerant diverse democracy on planet Earth, by the way, and then start lecturing us on how racist we are. And the fact that this administration is welcoming them in, they're welcoming them in in the same way that the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland is going to go into police departments and simply make up reports about how police departments are racist and then cram down consent decrees. The idea here will be the UN issues a report on how terrible and racist America is. And 
There it is magically. The only way to alleviate this deep and brutal and abiding racism is to do all the things that Joe Biden wants to do. So Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken can't convince you that America is racist and terrible. So they will bring in international institutions to call America racist and terrible and deride the United States on the international stage so that they can say we need to do all the things we already wanted to do because after all, the world expects it of us. It's not who we are. It's so shameless and it's so yucky. Okay, the, the, the reality is that as I talked about on the show yesterday and the day before, to most people who are seeking freedom on planet Earth, the United States is the place you go. The United States is the place you go for racial tolerance. The United States has a higher household income for Nigerian Americans than does for white Americans, has a higher household income for Asian Americans than for white Americans. For, for a supposedly white supremacist country, we're doing a horrible job of it here in the United States. And yet the continuous push from the Democrats is that America is deeply racist. And the whole goal here is to mobilize minority voters who supposedly are going to fight the revanchist Republican racism that inevitably will fall, despite the fact that, again, it does not exist and it is very silly. Now, all of this is part and parcel of treating American foreign policy as basically a domestic political weapon. It's not about spreading American values abroad. It's not about liberating people. It's not about ensuring a safer and more secure world for American interests. It's not about any of those things. It's about forwarding democratic domestic political interests. It's all wag the dog crap. It is all about doing things that benefit the Democrats politically, domestically. I mean, that is why Joe Biden is pulling out of Afghanistan. Make no mistake, that is not about forwarding American interests. It's not about making America more safe, and it is not about protecting American troops. It is about Joe Biden wanting to be able to say that he withdrew from Afghanistan, unlike all of his predecessors, and then thinking that the American people are going to cheer, even as women are stuffed back into burqas and stuffed back into basements, and the Taliban take over the country and continue to foster terrorism in the region. Because Joe Biden wants the political win. It is that simple. And now, when Secretary Blinken is welcoming in UN special reporters, to talk about American racism. You know how much I care about what the UN has to say about anything having to do with morality? This, this turd bucket of an organization? I, I could not care less what the UN has to say about anything. The UN is a, is, a, is a despicable dumpster fire of an organization where we're supposed to take seriously countries like Yemen on human rights. No. The answer should be, by any patriotic president and any patriotic administration, no. But instead, we're actively seeking out the opinions of the UN on American racism, which, of course, is designed solely to create pressure domestically. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, let's be real. French fries, they're the only good vegetable. But unfortunately, they're not healthy. They're bad for you. Well, balance of nature, fruits and veggies are the most convenient way to get whole food ingredients every day, like the actual vegetables that they count toward you know, what you should be eating. Balance of Nature uses an advanced cold vacuum process that encapsulates fruits and veggies into whole food supplements without sacrificing those natural antioxidants. The capsules are completely void of additives, fillers, extracts, synthetics, pesticides, or added sugar. The only thing in Balance of Nature's fruit and veggie capsules are, you know, like the fruits and the veggies. Right now, my listeners can get 35% off their first order and they'll also get a free fiber and spice supplement. Balance of Nature's fiber and spice supplement is a revolutionary fiber drink with a unique blend of 12 spices and whole foods. I'm flying pretty much constantly for the last few months. Gotta tell you, I really rely on Balance of Nature. There's never been an easier way to make sure you're getting your daily dose of fruits and veggies. Experience Balance of Nature for yourself today. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Shapiro for 35% off your first order as a preferred customer. Plus, get a free bottle of fiber and spice. That's balanceofnature.com, promo code Shapiro for 35% off that first preferred order. Plus, that free bottle of fiber and spice. And meanwhile, speaking of people we apparently refuse to judge, the Iranians, right, the, the Biden administration has been desperate to make a nuclear deal with the Iranians again, not because the United States under Biden believes that it's in our best interest to make a nuclear deal with Iran. No, it's all about domestic political consumption. 
is about the idea that he gets a win for somehow putting his name on a piece of paper, even if he's Neville Chamberlain and the mullahs are Hitlerian. Put his name on a piece of paper and he gets the diplomatic win. And this is what Barack Obama did. And he signed an Iran nuclear deal. And then it was touted by the media as a big win, even though it actually fostered Iranian terrorist regime power in the region. Well, now we have a story. And you'll notice the discrepancy between how the media covered this story and how the media covered, for example, the Saudi killing of Jamal Khashoggi, who was a Muslim Brotherhood-associated journalist who would write for the Washington Post. You remember that Jamal Khashoggi was murdered at the Saudi embassy in Turkey. And, uh, and this became an international scandal. And it caused a rift between the United States and the Saudi administration. The media were really pushing that rift hard. Well, now we have news that Iranian operatives planned to kidnap a Brooklyn author. So the Iranians were trying to kidnap an Iranian-American journalist living in Brooklyn, according to the New York Times, who's been a sharp critic of the Iranian government and was the target of an international kidnapping plot orchestrated by an intelligence network in Iran, according to federal prosecutors. In an indictment unsealed in federal court in Manhattan, four Iranians were charged with conspiring to kidnap the journalist and author Masi Alinejad. Ms. Alinejad was not identified by prosecutors, but confirmed in an interview she was the intended targeted, target of the plot. Last year, Alinejad wrote in a newspaper article the Iranian government had unleashed a social media campaign calling for ha- her abduction. The four de- defendants all live in Iran and remain at large, the prosecutors said. A fifth dependent, defendant rather, accused of supporting the plot but not participating in the kidnapping conspiracy was arrested in California. The indictment describes a plot that included attempts to lure Alinejad, an American citizen, to a third country to capture her and forcibly render her to Iran. So very much the same thing that the Saudis were doing to Khashoggi, although Khashoggi was, in fact, not an American national. The intelligence official, Mr. Farahani, and his network used private investigators to surveil, photograph, and video record Alinejad and members of her household in Brooklyn. So the Iranians were seeking to kidnap an American who was critical of them and then essentially rendition her back to Iran where presumably she would have been jailed or executed. Here is the response from the American State Department. It's astonishing. Okay, the, again, this is it. The, the foreign policy being pursued by this administration is not in the interest of the United States. It is blatantly anti-American. When you're, when you're poo-pooing an administration that's attempting to actively kidnap Americans because you want to sign an appeasement deal with them, uh, the, I don't know what else to call that except anti-American. Here is the State Department statement. You ready? Quote, the Iranian government continues to deny Iranians their rights including through severe restrictions on the rights to peaceful assembly, freedom of association, freedom of religion or belief, and freedom of expression. The Biden administration will continue to call out and stand up to Iran's human rights abuses and will support others who do so, both here and in Iran. This is a law enforcement matter, and we refer you to the Department of Justice for any further inquiries. Oh, is it a law enforcement matter? Because it seems to me it's an international relations matter. When a foreign country attempts to abduct an American citizen critical of them, it seems that that might implicate our foreign policy. But you see how the Biden administration wants to sever any connection between their appeasement of Iran and Iran attempting to abduct an American citizen. These are the same people, by the way, who are endlessly critical of the Saudi regime for what they did to Khashoggi, and largely correctly so. But when it comes to Iran, suddenly they've lost all willpower to link this to foreign policy at all. Not a shock at all, because again, the policy of the Biden administration is to downplay any sort of rift or conflict with totalitarian countries and to upplay the notion that the real threat to America is domestic and Republican in form. The real authoritarians you need to worry about are Texas Republicans, not Cuban dictators or Iranian mullahs or Chinese dictators or, or, or Russian authoritarians. You don't have to worry about any of those people. The people you need to worry about most are your next door neighbors who voted for Trump. Those are the people who are the greatest threat. Meanwhile, by the way, I've noticed it is astonishing how, uh, how quickly the Biden administration has flipped. So you'll remember that during the Trump administration, there are a bunch of Syrian refugees. And there's a lot of talk about how many Syrian refugees we ought to allow into the country. And Trump limited the number of Syrian refugees 
on the basis that we couldn't vet who these folks were. We didn't know they were going to integrate well into the United States. Maybe we should seek third-party places for them to live. Maybe they could be taken in in Turkey. Maybe they could be taken in in other Muslim countries. There was no way to vet the people who were coming in. However, there is a very, very long history in the United States of taking in Cuban refugees. Right? People have been floating the Chevys from 1954 off the coast of Cuba and to Miami in an attempt to find freedom. And in fact, the Miami community, which is filled with Cuban-American expatriates, is one of the most patriotic communities in the United States. They love the country. They love founding values because they understand the, evil, they understand the evils of communism. Well, yesterday, Alejandro Mayorkas made clear that anybody who attempts to float from Cuba to Florida will immediately be turned back. He said, you will not come to the United States. Here's Mayorkas. Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. The time is never right to attempt migration by sea. To those who risk their lives doing so, this risk is not worth taking. Again, I repeat, do not risk your life attempting to enter the United States illegally. You will not come to the United States. Now, I've noticed that it was the same Biden administration. This, this Biden administration was attempting to end the third party holding of people who are applying for asylum status in Mexico. And they were saying, no, 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 people shouldn't have to stay in Mexico in order to apply for asylum. So if you're crossing the Mexican border, then presumably that's okay. We're supposed to catch you and we're supposed to release you, according to the Biden administration. If, however, you flee Cuba because you hate communism and you do so at the risk of your life and your family's life by floating a derelict craft 90 miles through shark infested waters to Florida, then we are going to pick you up. The Coast Guard is going to pick you up and drop you right back off in Cuba. Hmm. I wonder what the difference could be between their treatment of the Cubans who are attempting to escape a national communist tyranny and people who are attempting to cross the American southern border, not because they are fleeing tyranny, not because they are seeking asylum, but simply because they are seeking economic opportunity in the United States. Weird. I wonder what the, what the difference could be. Could it be that a huge percentage of the people who are coming through the Mexican border are likely to vote Democrat and a huge percentage of the people who are floating from Cuba to Florida are likely to vote Republican? Could that have anything to do with it? I'm seeing some weirdness here. And I'm not seeing Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez crying on the coast of Florida. I'm not seeing her in her white outfit, weeping at the inherent cruelty of taking families who have braved, again, shark-infested waters for 90 miles, attempting to float cars to escape communists here. I'm not seeing her weeping on the coast. I'm not seeing the kids in cages headlines anymore. Very, very strange. Very strange. Except, of course, that it is not strange. Once again, it's about domestic politics because for the Biden administration, it's always about domestic politics. And if we have to make American interests subservient to the domestic politics of the Democratic Party, that is precisely what we'll do. Let me repeat, it is unpatriotic to welcome the United Nations to do a report on supposed American racism. Let me repeat, there's a wild inconsistency in the Department of Homeland Security suggesting that we should let everyone through the southern border of the United States, but no one arrive in Cuba, from Cuba to Florida. The, the, there is something going on here, but it is not anything remotely approaching a consistent policy. It, it remains a, a rather shocking development that this administration has gotten as radical as it did. I mean, some of us were warning about it, right? Some of us were warning this was Bernie Sanders with uh, Joe Biden's face on it, that basically this administration was, was Bernie Sanders' Hannibal Lecter, and he's just wearing around Joe Biden's not particularly sentient face at this point. But that is pretty clear. That is pretty clear. What sort of solid support has come from this administration for the Cuban dissenters so far? So far as I can see, none, by the way. By the way, just your update on Cuba. The, uh, the Cuban forces are now arresting and, uh, and unpersoning 
pretty much all of the dissenters who have been out in the streets. Uh, the world is becoming a, a dimmer place under Joe Biden. Joe Biden said America was back. No, America's not back. America's back to the Obama years, where we led from behind, where we were in America in retreat on foreign policy, and where we spent all of our time navel-gazing about microaggressions in the United States so as to pretend that the great utopian program of the Democrats is somehow justified. That if you are offended by something that you saw on Facebook, this means the Democrats get to radically expand the size, scope, and power of government in order to cure your personal ills. The undermining of, of American principles and American rights continues apace. It is a, a shocking and disappointing development. The good news is that the blowback has become Democrats know it, which is why they're getting so rabid and hysterical about, uh, about basically malign, uh, basically uh, benign voting laws. Uh, in places like Texas and Arizona and Georgia. Alrighty, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out The Michael Moles Show. That is available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Knowles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Wydowski. Associate producer, Bradford Carrington. Post producer, Justin Barber. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Texas Democrats flee the state in order to impede election integrity bills. Robin DiAngelo's new anti-whiteness, white racial theory book totally flops, even though it's still being listed on the New York Times bestseller list. And elite liberals are defending socialism against Cuban protesters who actually have to live under it. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second first. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.